It's a new year filled with new positive vibes. You are now tuning into Love, Wine, and a Good Time podcast with me, your favorite host, Fergie. If you're a new listener, welcome. So happy to have you here. If you've been with me for the past year, I appreciate you. Here in this podcast, we discuss different lifestyle topics such as confidence, self-love, careers, relationships, and everything in between. If you enjoy it, don't forget to leave a review on Apple, letting me know what you think. And then now you can also rate the podcast on Spotify. You just simply click on the profile and then the rating option is at the top. So without further ado, let's get into this episode. Hi guys and welcome back to another episode of Love, Wine and a Good Time. I hope you enjoyed the previous episode that focused more on relationships and that particular topic and I had fun recording that and I'm thinking of doing more of those. So if you have any topics or ideas that you would like me to discuss and put a poll, please let me know and I'll be more than happy to dig into that. But now we are here with a new episode for our Moving Up in Life Career Talk segment. I know it has been a minute since I've had a career talk since Professor Yarbrough, so I thought it would be great to have that this week. If you haven't heard an episode on this particular segment, it's where I talk to different people and learn about their stories and their journeys in the career that they are in. So I am really excited for my next guest that I have here with me today, virtually, of course. I met him while I was a student at Cal State Long Beach. Maybe we're talking 2012, 2013, a few years back. Yeah. I, was, <laughs> I was younger, definitely more shy, without a clue as to what anything with radio, how to record, how to produce, how to edit. I didn't know any of that and I trained with him during the mornings on the beach show at the Cal State Long Beach College run radio station K Beach now known as 22 West but I am very excited to welcome Jenny Lemos to love wine and a good time oh my goodness thank you I'm uh, waiting for my wine Um, (laughs) (laughs) but um, uh, uh, thank you for that introduction 2012 goodness Uh, I think I should update you we just stopped doing mornings on the beach at least i did oh you did i fired myself and decided that it was time for students to take over broadcasting their morning show that we had given enough direction in 14 years oh my god (laughs) it was just time you know i was i had really done what i could do with the show and now i'm waiting we're launching uh a star search the next big broadcast star yeah it's going to be a campus-wide a search to find anyone out there who wants to be the next Howard Stern, Ryan Seacrest, Alan Kay, whatever your oh, teacher. Wow. We'll train you. We'll show you how to do it. So, And we did a good job with you. So, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Wow. That's, that's yeah, great no, to hear how, how you guys are improving within the radio yeah, station. It, oh. it evolves. Always evolves. It's, yeah. And when you're home, you have more time to fix things up and, and plan. And yeah. But how are you overall? Overall? I think pretty good comparatively. Okay. And I say in my sphere, I've lost three close friends in the last two years during COVID. I'm so sorry. Uh, so I'm happy to be here. Thank you. Just yeah. happy to be, you know, still plugging away mm-hmm. um, uh, and adapting. That's all we seem to be doing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah adapting that's... To the changing environment. Never thought I'd have to do that. Never thought I'd have to do all of this from home. Right. Uh, so that's kind. I pat myself on the back. 
and all my coworkers because we all learned how to do this on the run. Yeah. Uh, so that factors into how do I feel? I think I'm also feeling more human in that I am able to discuss things like anxiety and, um, you know, uh, fear more than yeah. I be able to with people who experience it. So it's kind of nice to be able to meet strangers. And, you know, I'm talking about people like I've met at the dog park who suddenly we form friendships and we're talking about things that are really yeah. deep, you know, so that's kind of cool. So I guess I'm fine. That's, that's <laughs> great. Yeah. It's great. I, I'm glad to hear that you're doing well. Right. And I think we're just doing the best that we can, right? Taking that one day yeah. at a time. Uh, well, you know, I think when you probably started doing this podcast, you thought I'll be in a studio at the radio station. It'll be all cool. Oh, you know, and you're doing it from home. <laughs> I, and, yeah. I'm, and I'm set up now and I'm used to this, uh, right. this new intimacy that you can get with people when you're yeah. working you know, out of your house. So anyway, um, yeah, changing environment. Yeah, that's awesome. And so for those listeners who don't know you, do you want to tell us a little mm. bit about yourself? Oh, Any okay, like, great. fun facts? <laughs> okay, this is the good part. Now follow the story, if you will. Uh, so I was in, I was a pretty active person in high school, you know, in charge of the pep club. I was always out there. Energy was uh, not a problem. And after high school, I went to the seminary because I really wanted to help. You know, I thought my teachers were incredible men uh, who really helped other people. And I wanted to be that. So I went to the seminary. And while I was in the seminary, they asked that I go and do a, a secular uh, part-time, something outside the uh, seminary. You know, do something regular folks do on campus. And I found a radio station, KXLU, at Loyola Marymount, where I was sent to study. And I fell in love. I remember it was 4 o'clock in the morning on a Friday morning when I realized I was playing records only to the people who plugged in radios into the dorms. <laughs> Close circuit. <laughs> and, and I thought, you know, if to do that, you have to really love this. And I knew yeah. that I really did. And so when it came time to make a major decision about what my future was going to be, the Jesuits didn't have options for me. So I chose one option, which was always available, uh, which was uh, bye. <laughs> I'm going to do something else. And I landed in radio. I was lucky, lucky, lucky. Uh, I followed my heart in a big way. Um, meaning my first job, I sat down in the station and refused to leave until they hired me. Nice. And I'm not kidding. I came back three days and on the third day they hired me. Uh, so it was, you know, yeah. You know, and today I look back and think, well, I would never do that today. Yeah. Oh my God. Totally. What gave me that guts, you know, <laughs> but it was my desire to want to be in this industry. Right. And be part of it. And I mm -hmm. uh, started as an editor in the newsroom for KMET with some legendary names, Ace Young and Paraquat Kelly. Uh, who did the morning news there. Um, and I studied under some greats. Uh, but then I had an opportunity to go and learn how to do a computer, which in 1979, yeah, 1979. Whoa, that was a new thing, a computer in a radio station. So mm -hmm. they sent me just Hello Alto. And believe it or not, the reason I went is because a week in a hotel that was paid for by them. Uh, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> why I not? Have, nobody else wanted to go because they had family. Really? Or, yeah, um, I said, I'll go. Mm -hmm. And at 21 years old, I became the youngest, gener sorry, youngest manager in Metro Media Radio. Uh, and I was in charge of traffic, which is commercial scheduling for um, radio at KMET, a big rock station. So um, that's kind of how I got started. And uh, from mm -hmm. then, I wanted to be on the air. So I got to do weekends. I was lucky enough to do weekends with a staff that's legendary. Uh, I'm a footnote 
to that staff when I was there. Uh, and, you know, I was on the air and have tapes to prove it. <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, you were there. That's all that matters. Yeah. And then when they didn't want to keep me on the air, they made me choose between um, traffic and being fired. Oh, wow. So, yeah. So I quit. Uh, yeah. And I was so angry that I got in my car. I, this is God's truth. The same day I was fired, I got in my car. They told me as I was walking out the door, you'll never work in radio again. And uh, I got in the car, dialed KISS FM because I was listening to them on the radio. Five, uh, 5201-2.7, uh, called now. I did. <laughs> Here's the best part. I had to get out of my car and go to a payphone to call. Okay. And I called. And on the third ring, I got through to the DJ. That's insane. I, that never happens. To yeah. Me. And, and I started talking a mile a minute about how I wanted to work for his station because I was the number one station, KMET, and I could show them how to do it. I was full of chutzpah. So he told me, he started laughing. He said, hold on, hold on, hold on. Then he came up back on the radio about two minutes later after he put a song on and said, come on in Monday and we'll talk about it. No way. Yeah, no kidding. So I walk in Monday morning and I recognize oh the girl at the front desk who happened to be a friend of a friend of mine. And she says, congratulations. And I went, what? And she said, he didn't tell you. Uh, he's going to hire you. <laughs> and so I walk in for an interview with the music director's job and I came out with it that three days after I got, I quit at KBT. Wow. Yeah. And I was lucky wow. enough to walk into a job I knew nothing about. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it starts sometimes. I only, what I knew about a music director's job is he got to eat lunch with a lot of record people. And uh, in the seventies, do a lot of other things, illicit things. <laughs> in the back of the <laughs> but let me tell you, that was, you know, I didn't know. I didn't know. And that was the best, I think, thing that I had at my fortress was I didn't know what I was doing. I made it up as I went along. And of course, you can always find people who will tell you, you know, you do this, then you do this and do that and the other. And I learned on the job. But I found out later, 15 years later, that it was my personality. He hired me because he knew that I could be good with the record people and they would like me. And that was really important to Kiss wow. FM. Yeah, well, I did my job so well that the vice president's son wanted to do the job. So he came out to LA and I got fired. Oh, no. Yeah. And on the same day I got fired, Rick Dees, who was working at the radio station and who I had helped get a job there, I was mm -hmm. his number one advocate. They hated hearing from him. But I said, you know what? This guy, and we went through five or six morning men they tried out and then it came back to rick and i advocated for rick as music director and he got the gig and when i got fired he took me downstairs signed me to a contract walked me back upstairs to the office i just got fired from and put me in his office and said you work here now and i talk about being lucky wow <laughs> and I, no i didn't do music i wrote comedy for him which i had been doing on the side Mm -hmm. And then I created this character live on the air with Rick. He said, go do this joke here. Here's the joke. Go do it from the other room and uh, just pretend to be somebody. He didn't say a word about what to do. So he answers the phone every day in the morning. And I said, hi. And he goes, who's this? And I said, it's Chewy. And he goes, what? Chewy? Where are you calling from? La Puente. And he goes, oh, it's Chewy from La Puente. And the rest is history. I told the joke, it went over huge. And from that day, every day for the next six years, I did a joke on his morning show. And I'm telling you, there, what is it now? 40, That's awesome. Yeah, 41 years later, people still remember the guy, the character that I created with Rick. Oh, that's so, great. yeah, talk about like getting a chance to be who I was. 
Yeah. Clown, on the air, behind the scenes. I call myself the Forrest Gump of media because <laughs> I'm always there at important moments, but not in the forefront, always in the background. <laughs> but what I think it's great is that all of these opportunities that kept coming were because you were yourself. Yeah, that's important. You yeah. Know? I, and the other thing is I didn't know. I didn't know how to be unreal because I hadn't been around those people. I had never been around people who were, you know, hey, how you doing? Never, that phoniness, I didn't come with that. And that's what mm -hmm. I think. Uh, I heard later from the people at KMET during our 20th anniversary reunion that I fit in because I didn't know who they were. And that's true. It makes sense. My roommates thought they were heroes. They wanted me to bring home a hair from Mary Turner. But, you know, they were <laughs> fans and I didn't know who they were. So to me, they were just folks I learned how to be around and I could be myself around them. Uh, and boy, was I. There's only one thing I hid from the KMET rock staff, and that is that I like disco. I get that? <laughs> I had to sneak out, change clothes to stay in Hollywood after work and go to the discos. And if I ever got seen at one during the 70s, they would have fired me on the spot because really? they, were, they were the opposite of disco. They were uh, uh, disco sucks. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> so you hit it very well. Didn't hide being gay, but hid disco. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever works. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just, I got a chance to be, I was around people that were really wonderful. And then I went on to program stations in San Francisco, San Jose. Uh, I really wanted to have my own name out there. And then uh, one day I got a call from Rick who'd been listening while I was on the air in San Francisco. He was listening on the phone. You know, they put you on hold. And he heard me do another character that he'd never heard me do before, which is a Chinese acupuncturist. Today, I'd probably get canceled if I tried to do it. <laughs> but the character was really funny, and she was my acupuncturist. I was simply being her. I was impersonating her. Anyway, um, he heard me do that and said, hey, uh, let's talk. Uh, you want to work? do some work for me? And I thought, yeah, heck yeah, if I can keep this job and do that, yeah. So he said, oh, okay, I'll uh, leave a plane ticket for you at San Francisco Airport. So I grab my toothbrush because I'm only going for the night to talk to Rick. And I head for the airport and um, they say, I've got no ticket for you going to LA. It's going to Acapulco. <laughs> what? Mm -hmm. So he was down there for a week uh, with listeners on a huge Kiss FM party. I arrive on Sunday afternoon and he says, well, so are you going to work for me at dinner that night? He asked me the question. I said, I'll let you know next week. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm not going to go home after one day in Acapulco. I'm going to stick around for the whole Right, week. right. And so I made him wait. And the rest, I took the executive producers and head writers position at the weekly top 40, wow. the weekly top 40 countdown. And I was lucky again to keep working at when the work ebbed and flowed because radios, you know, is not permanent. You're moving right. around, you're doing other jobs, you know. Mm -hmm. So I always had Rick to fall back on. And then I came to, back to LA, never wanted to be back in LA. Really? Uh, yeah, I want to go to Miami. <laughs> oh, no, I don't blame you. <laughs> you know, I lived there for a bit, then I gigged myself back to the uh, West Coast here mm -hmm. and worked for Rick until about uh, 2004 when I could see the handwriting on the wall, the downsizing in radio that was happening, mm -hmm. and I jumped into my own podcasting studio. I opened the first podcasting studio, I think, in Los Angeles on uh, Lancashire in North Hollywood, uh, oh. next to the Laugh Factory, yeah. And we were doing all these people were getting fired in radio. Uh, and they were coming over to me to say, how can I keep going? And I was making podcasts with them. Yeah. Yeah. Casey Kasem came over and recorded with us. Uh, Rick, he set up it as a studio that we could use when he was building his new studio on Riverside mm -hmm. Drive. 
he recorded with us. Uh, it was Limo Skin Productions. And uh, people would call up for advice. How do I do this? How do I do that? And then they uh, sent me to a conference call with uh, people like Adam Carolla and called us the first 100 podcasters. We were the first 100. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and my business was out of business by 2009 when the recession hit. And so basically I was out of podcasting before it even became popular. Wow, that's <laughs> insane. <laughs> and I'm back in it now. But you think, are. Yeah, I'm, I'm back in it big time now. But I mean, to think that my business literally went up and down uh, by the time because uh, radio people, you know, God love them, but they don't pay their bills. And so uh, after a while, we became the last thing they paid and we went out of business. I couldn't afford to pay the rent. And it was just one of those things. Yeah. But my studio got donated to KB. Nice. Yeah. Really? And that was the original equipment in there. It was donated from my studio. Yeah. Which had been given to me uh, by Rick Dees after he uh, used our studio and he left. He said, you can keep this stuff. I donated it there because I didn't have any place to put it. <laughs> so, but it served me well with the tax write-offs over the year. But um, I ended up coming to Long Beach after a stay in Inglewood, uh, which was really not a good part in my life that I'm really, uh, you know, it was just so hard. I was struggling so hard because I was between gigs. You know, radio was downsizing and I was downsizing yeah. out. I was in my 50s and I'm like, oh my God, you know, they're never going to hire a little guy. And then a friend called and said, hey, there's a one-year deal at KJAZZ that nobody wants to take. Well, you want to take it? And it was operations manager. And I said, sure, I'll take it. And about two days later, I got out of an apartment in Long Beach quite by accident. So it was meant to be. And um, I started working at KJAZZ and loved it. Uh, what a great yeah. station. What a great potential that station had. Uh, you'll hear me say in the past tense. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, and I worked there for a while. And the day that my contract ended, uh, I said, I don't want to leave. This place is beautiful. Cal State Long Beach, what a beautiful oh, park. I love it. I'd never worked in a park before. So I walked on the campus and I found the radio station, K-Beach. And I'm like, what? There's a little radio station here? And uh, yeah. And then I remember asking, can I help out? And they're like, what's, well, what's your resume? And I gave them my resume. They're, sure, you can help out. You know, so I started working as a volunteer in 2006. On oh, campus. really? Yeah. I worked uh, off and on until 2010, which when I became a full-time volunteer with volunteer status. So I had a, a, a little card, identification card with Cal State Long Beach and a parking space. They paid for parking back then. Oh. Yeah. And, um, and it kept me from going insane. It really did. Uh, I know this is a long story, but it really, there's a point. No, I like the story. Point. Keep going, yeah. please. <laughs> um, and so I struggled there from 2009 to 2012 during the recession when nobody was hiring. Yeah. So I started blogging about it and you can read it at the daily Danny and blogspot.com. And uh, it's all about my struggle to find a job. And I think I, fi I filed 400 and something applications over two and a half years, three oh, years, man. one every single day to keep myself from going mad. And, right. but if it wasn't for K beach, you know, uh, they, I was helping them more than, I mean, uh, they, they were helping, helping me you. more than I was helping them. Yeah. Because it was so, such a hard time for me and those faces and those hearts. And it reminded me about why I got into broadcasting. Yeah. You know, everybody's spirit was so like, yes, let's do it. <laughs> My dad's got costumes. I've got a bar. <laughs> let's make a show. And then mornings on the beach happened. I was doing a podcast called the Homecast show, which was developed by me and Jeff Kaufman. Uh, it was called the upside to down times, the recession. And then within four years, we realized that everybody from today to KTLA had picked up that theme mm -hmm. about you know, how to be happy in down times. So we said, let's move on. 
And right at that moment, I said, let's do something on the radio over at Cape Beach. And that was when Mornings on the Beach happened as a student uh, and professional participation. And it really took off. And it yeah. won awards and it birthed a lot of folks who are in radio now running the place. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> over at Apple, you, uh, James Delahousie at NPR, Marie Cathcart uh, over at uh, KTLA 5, mm-hmm. came out with Sam Rubin. I mean, so it really was a birth. And then, uh, Probably our most famous alumni is Joe Kay with Selection. Yeah. Yeah, it was a, formed a movement uh, based on music and love. And I'm really proud of him. Uh, to me, he feels like a, a son because I'm old enough to be his grandpa. <laughs> 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 but another thing is I just feel still, I still feel like I felt like I was in college, excited about life and media and making stuff. You know, I'm doing yeah. problems that are my own. And uh, yeah, so I think they... And then, of course, the ability to share, you know, what I feel and what mm-hmm. I've learned. And it, it gets simpler every year. The older I get, it gets simpler. Be yourself. We talked about that already, right? And follow yeah. your heart. Yeah. You know, I followed my heart to Cal State Long Beach and down to Cape Beach. It didn't let me down because about three years later, um, at the lowest part of my life, when I was about to start work at Starbucks, <laughs> they hired me. The day before I was supposed to start, they hired me to be a student media coordinator there at uh, Associated Students and handed me the keys to K-Beach. A year later, they handed me the keys to uh, College Beat TV. Yeah. And then a year after that, the keys to Union Weekly uh, newspaper, which then became 22 West Magazine when the whole thing shifted in 2017. Yeah. So, you know, the fact that I would go from doing a, being a radio producer and writing comedy to being in charge of forming uh, you know, a department that's a multimedia. Yeah. I'm tired. I, yeah. To run. I thought I was going to retire and rest, but at this point I'm still running, you know, but it's it yeah. live. Uh, I'm the only person in my family, my age group, my friends that knows how to TikTok or make a reel. Hey. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I learned all that stuff. And that's a uh, skill. Those are not easy. I wouldn't be doing that if I wasn't working with students. I'd be at home thinking, oh, the kids can do that. <laughs> but I get it. I totally get it. Um, I wish we had had something like uh, Reels by Instagram or um, TikTok when I was in college because the stuff that was going down there was more political and more like organic, you know, yeah. the wars and, you know, people were protesting for stuff that was important instead of not elections. <laughs> so, yeah, it's been an interesting curve, my career. And it's still going on. You know, I do mm-hmm. know that uh, there's something, there's one thing I'd love to do. And that is I was always the second banana on uh, radio. I'd love to be the first banana. I don't know if I'll get a chance to do it, but I want to do it before I die. <laughs> I'm sure you will. Let's manifest you know, the first banana. <laughs> well, listen, I didn't ever thought 11 million people would be listening to me in the morning on Kiss FM to my jokes and that they would repeat them to me 40 years later. I remember this joke you did. That so is, oh, yeah. People, awesome. They remember things I don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of like the, the shell of it. But I mean, really, I'm telling you, if you come away with anything, uh, follow your heart. And I don't care. My parents didn't want me to stay at K-Beach. You gave me your time away. You got to go find a real job. Nope. They were wrong. I knew that would pay off. And it did. It saved me. Um, you know, it really did. Yeah. Uh, and, I, and, and against all uh, evidence, I persisted. And that's important. The other thing too is, say it for God's sake. Don't hold it inside. 
If you want to be the next host of the Today Show, then start saying it. Because yeah. guess what? You never know who's listening. Yeah. I mean, that's important. Um, mm -hmm. I knew when I got my first job in radio, I had already seen in my back mind my office in the corner window high above Sunset Boulevard. Uh, and when I walked into that office, there was a moment that I went, oh, whoa, this was the one I imagined in my daydreams. So, yeah. and that's important because you know that people have shared that in quantum physics, that energy is thought. Thought is energy and you can move things. So rather than just think it, say it out loud, even if it's just to yourself or if it's in the mirror or if it's to your best friend. You know, someday I'm going to host yeah. a show. Whatever it is for you, uh, you got to say it. You got to make it a reality. And um, manifest that. And then guess what? People show up in your life magically, maybe, who just start helping you because they believe in you. If you believe in yourself, they're going to believe in you too. You know, hey, I know somebody who works at Today Show. Why don't you go take a tour with me? And the rest can be history. You know, so do that. Uh, say it and imagine it and daydream it. You know, see those things and don't be afraid to hold yourself back. Don't be the vice president if you really want to be the president, you know? Yeah. Think it all. And I think that's really important. Manifest it, you know, and it will, it will follow you. And that energy will be attractive, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I, no, I agree. And I've been back there so many times that I know now that's a reality. Really, that's a reality. And also, I know that if you follow what's in your heart, you'll never go wrong. Yeah. Even if it leads you to a period in your life when you don't have as much as other people do around you, believe it or not, that's the moment when those friends would come over and say, God, your life is so rich. And I would go, if they only knew, my bank balance wasn't. Right. Care, that's not what they meant. You know, I realize that's that mm -hmm. wonderful thing. So if I ever become a millionaire, I want to be able to go, oh, I remember when I was <laughs> When I did hear about being a millionaire. <laughs> but, it, but, you know, that's, that's the other thing, too. There's things to value that are not monetary. Mm -hmm. They just aren't. You know, there's wonderful things to value, beautiful moments. There have been some moments when I've fallen back in my chair laughing out loud on the morning show that I, I really took a snapshot in my head and said, this is that moment that yeah. you remember forever when it's just sweet. You know? well, I, remember I remember mornings at the beach for sure. Oh, yeah, I, we, you know, uh, we all just had some fun. Yeah. And there were no rules and we didn't have to be beholden to ratings. Uh, nobody was right. going to steer off the air because you didn't make a million dollars. It was so much fun to experiment. And let people throw things against the wall and be who they were. Look, you know, you got a chance to be, you know, I knew it was inside there when I first met you. Really? Was, oh, yeah. I knew it was inside there. <laughs> I knew the shy thing was it would peel away and then you'd be, you know, you'd find yourself. But that's the whole point of, you know, being in college radio. Right. Or college media now. Yeah. It was it was an amazing experience. Like I always look back, and that was my favorite experience from Cal State Long Beach. Well, the campus is beautiful and just everything. And I, I did meet my husband there, but being That's at, <laughs> but like just being at K Beach, it just opened so much. It did take me out of my shell, not just in the radio, but in life. Wow. It has also been a part of like the confidence. And I just remember going training with you guys. I love going to Morning Time on the Beach. My favorite day to train was on Mondays because it was in the morning. I'd go with you and Charlie. And then in the afternoon, I'd go back with Sammy on the right. video show. And then sure. Richard yeah, yeah, yeah. with classic hits. It was just, it, the oh, memories are there. There was so much. Um, Great. And I think, uh, you know, a lot of the, uh, the good memories also were about people uh, 
developing. For me, that was the best thing. You could see him growing. I mean, a good example, I think, is Christian Wiseman, you know, who yeah. sat in the lobby oh waiting for us to introduce ourselves for like a week before somebody said, I think he likes radio. He's been showing up and not saying anything. And he then, was the best. He's the best. And then he became the all around. He became the, you know, the chief engineer, the general manager. I mean, he learned the entire operation. And that man is just, it came out of him. That quiet man uh, just became this confident person. You know, yeah. over the last four years or that he was there, five years, it was, you know, it was easy to see. So that's important too, I think. Yeah. Is that, is that one of the favorite parts about working with, yeah. them, with the students? Yeah, it is. Um, the hardest part is seeing them walk away and they graduate because you know, it's Aww. just dark. They're just at the beginning and you, of yeah. course, have now become familiar and you love them. And yeah, so that's one of my favorite things. But watching somebody hit it like really hit it. I remember watching Zach Anderson, Yoxheimer, our sports director, in the middle of a game, just call, having a beauteous call and realizing it because I could watch his face. You know, he was in the zone. And that moment, boom. And then the day that Jay Holloway, another one of our sportscasters, came back from Dodger Stadium after having met his, uh, his, his legend, Vince Scully. Yeah. Oh, my God. That day, I cried. You know, when he oh just realized, you know, he could be that and that so someone amazing. else recognized that. So yeah. that kind of stuff is just like, wow, you know. It was giving me goosebumps, Daddy. I see. <laughs> oh, you know, that was just something for me that was like, wow. Because it was in his face. This, he just realized everything I thought that I could be, uh, someone else told me, my hero told me that I could be. Yeah. That's wild. So That's sweet. That's, that was, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, good times. Um, yeah. So, what? So I know you stopped doing mornings at the beach. So do you still work at Cal State or are you? Oh, yeah. No, I'm still oh, there. Okay. Um, uh, still as uh, the coordinator for the student media program at the Associated Students and um, working on some new projects. You know, I had realized that I had uh, done a lot of communication with other subjects and for other folks and have put aside my own uh, stuff. Um, I have a movie that I've uh, been wanting to write and also a book. That wow. people are saying you have to write a book about all this. So yeah. I started that. You know, I finally started that. Uh, it's sort of at this That's time awesome. in the evening when when I have time, I now turn toward that instead of I produce the show until about eight thirty every night and then eat and go to bed. So it's different to have some time to be creative. Yeah, um, and also to find that next project that makes sense for someone else. Uh, I'm I'm always about supporting somebody who has a great idea. And uh, right now, my new podcast uh, that I'm creating is called uh, Five Questions. And it's where okay. I pair up a student with his hero. And then he, the, he gets to ask his hero five, only five questions. Oh, my and, God. And then we flip the table for the second half of the show where the uh, hero gets to ask the student five questions uh, and see what that happens. And they volunteer to, to do that. Okay. So I'm setting up the first one right now with the Sound Academy Award-winning sound engineer. And one of my students who just graduated who wants to be a sound engineer and they're going to do the pilot. Awesome. Yeah. So. Oh my God. How exciting. Be great. It gives me yeah. a reason to call people like Steven Spielberg, not for myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hello, Steven. <laughs> but you know what? I'm, not, I'm fearless when I'm calling for someone else. I swear. I'm fearless. So, oh, totally. You know, uh, it's not about me. It's about a student. And, you know, you really, this would be awesome. And not only that, you do it once and we put it up on the, uh, you know, online, then people can reference it and it help other people. So yeah. Just do one interview and you could really help so many people who are in that same vein, you know, 
They want to know. They want to have questions. They don't know who to ask. Everything's yeah. on the internet. You know, I want to put them, you know, face to face or, you know, ear to ear at least. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. That's so, yeah. yeah, no, that's, that sounds like a really great podcast. I'd love to hear that. Yeah, I can't I, wait. Yeah, because it, it makes sense. That's kind of what I did, but it was more in person because I don't know if I mentioned how initially mm-hmm. I wanted to be a TV reporter. So I met a TV reporter. I had a friend who worked at Telemundo and I was like, okay, I asked her my questions. I'm like, this is not what I want to do. <laughs> <laughs> it's helpful too. It's helpful. Yeah. Really, you like it? Like it enforces it or it's just kind of like, <laughs> yeah. step back. <laughs> exactly. No, that's wild. But it's awesome. I love, I love this story. I love hearing about it. So, mm-hmm. you know, looking back at, you know, initially I was shy. And even though you saw right through that, like for me, like I look back and see like, what if I would have just walked away? What if I would have just never have come back? You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. coming straight, you know, from high school, that transition to college, it's, it was tough. And so I guess I just wanted to ask like for those students who are like hesitant who are just starting mm. to discover and explore and are curious but like okay. kind of hold back a little bit like do you have any advice for them yeah actually you hit the tip of the iceberg without knowing it and that is um if you could imagine right now that you have 24 hours to live would the question is it okay that i didn't do that if, that, if you're okay with that, then you can walk away from that. But if you ask yourself the question, at the end of my life, would it be okay if I didn't become fill in the blank? Uh, and the answer is no, that wouldn't be okay. Then you got to work on it. Yeah. And you got to follow that because that means it's in your heart. Right. We could actually say if anybody had the question, well, how do you know what's in your heart? That's a good way to find out. You know, ask yourself that question. Would it, would it be okay with me if that did not happen? Um, and sometimes, yeah, would it be okay with me if I was a television, wasn't a television reporter? Yeah, no, I don't want to do that. Oh, totally. I can live without that. <laughs> but if you asked me anytime, would it be okay if you had never become a comedy writer? No, that would not have been okay. You know, or if you have ever been on the air, which is why I started doing homecast show because I wanted to be on the air myself. I was always right. behind the scenes. So that was the question that propelled me forward and how to do that. And now the question that propels me forward into yeah, I'd love to take a market like uh, LA and kill. Just kill everybody (laughs) on the air. Just do what I know how to do, which was successful once. And what made it successful has gone away, which is that personality radio. Gone. You know, I'm sorry, but Ryan Seacrest reading liners is not a personality. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you don't get much more than you already got from Ryan. Rick needs like an onion. You peel him away, there'd be another layer. And you get to peel that away. And that's what made him so successful. He shared that with you. And he genuinely cared about what people felt, you know, in the morning. And he somehow was able to realize, as every great star does, that they have have a vision for where they want to take people. And Rick was always about, I want to make them laugh before they hit the boss, before they get in the office in the morning and lose it. I want to make him laugh. That was his whole point. And so the day always started with laughter and silliness and people being, and he surrounded himself with people who could be themselves and be silly and be funny, you know? And I didn't know I could be funny until, well, I I kind of was always a joke teller. Yeah. I never knew I could write it. That if you'll excuse the expression, I could pull it out of my butt, you know, which I had to do. Sometimes I had to do in 90 seconds while you were in commercial. Mm -hmm. You know, he'd say, go make a joke about that. And I did. 
It was wow. bizarre. Yeah. Sometimes it was the pressure is what fires you, yeah. you know, you probably know yep. that already. <laughs> <laughs> so when he would say, that was great. Let's do a joke about Madonna. I want to come out of commercial and you had to go write one, you know? So, yeah. yeah so I don't know how we got there, but. Uh... <laughs> there those, so that, that was a nice anecdote. No worries. <laughs> no, I think if you remember, yeah. What advice do I have for kids, do people to do it? First of all, check it out. Uh, nobody cares whether you come back or not. So don't worry about coming back. They're not going to care. <laughs> <laughs> Meaning you probably yeah. care more about it than they do. They yep. love to have you around. Just show up, show mm -hmm. up and stay. Right. Right. And then when you see somebody doing something you want to learn how to do, sit down and ask them to teach it. Yeah. Because that's what those kind of situations are. And there are very few of them left. You know, you cannot walk into KCSN on Northridge campus because that's a professional radio station. They don't let students just walk in there and practice. Uh, really? Here, students, no, you can't do it anymore at Fullerton. Well, you can, but nobody's ever ran with a key to the place. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. I've been down there three times. I'm sorry. And every time I go, the place is locked up tight. And this is before COVID. Wow, so, um, yeah, the opportunities are in San Diego. They have a lively KJR down there and KSDS. Um, yeah, they. you can do that. You can get involved in stations there. Uh, but it's it's an opportunity that's dis, uh, disappearing. And not a whole lot of schools are giving students a chance to be the media. Yeah, You can learn about it, uh, and you can also participate on the campus newspaper, but that's about it. And they don't get a chance to, like, hey, there's a video team that's making videos for YouTube. You want to do that? Yeah, we want to learn how to do that. Boom, we'll teach you how to do that. Yeah. And it's it's their program, and they're running. And they, the, student, the fees pay for that whole experience, including me. So I'm so grateful. You know? Yeah, that that was really the hands-on. That's the experience that we all need. That's the reason why I'm able to function and do this podcast today. The uh, search for a new morning show host is going to be kind of like we're going to put you on LA radio, 88.1 FM. I know it's HD3, but it still gets ratings. Mm -hmm. you no, know, you're going to get to compete against people in a major market, and if you're good enough, you're going to sail right up to the ranks. And you're going to be a host of a show somewhere in radio that's going to pay you well. That's the whole point of this thing. So I can't wait to start. You'll hear about it. And if you want more information, if you're on BeatSync, if you're a student, <laughs> or read the press telegram. They did a wonderful write-up about the whole competition recently. So uh, in the Richard Wagner syndicated column. So you'll be able to find out more information awesome. about the search for it. Yeah. I look forward to seeing that and see who you pick as your Me star too. of the morning show. Oh, Me I too. Love it. Gotta I wish you were back there right now. Oh, <laughs> I, know. <laughs> I, I love that station so much. I have no idea. I learned so yeah, much. Life's blood for me right now. So yeah, <laughs> great. No, but those are all the questions that I have for you today. I you have oh, dropped wow. a lot of great advice. Great. Yeah. I get that, these moments where I reflect back on my life. Yeah, no, it's great. I love hearing about it. And I'm sure the listeners will too. Are there any like last words that you would like to say? Keep your spirits up and hang out with animals as much as you can because they'll do it for you. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Dogs are, you know, my dog rescued me. You know? Oh, yeah. Really? Oh, my yeah, goodness. During COVID, I adopted a dog, a puppy. Aww. And he's one-year-old uh, on Friday. And he's a sweetheart and he saved my life. Come over here, buddy. Oh, what kind of dog is it? He is a Burmese Mountain Grand Pyrenees mix with a little bit of boxer and dachshund. Uh -huh. So he, he looks like the dog from Lady and the Tramp with the spaghetti. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Telling you, 
There's nothing like having a, you know, an animal around to calm you down. Three times a day, he paused my arm and says, let's go out. Aww. Let's go. Yeah, takes me for a walk. Now, like I said, try to keep your spirits up any way you can. And the, you know what I learned? Nature. Nature is the best way to come into the present moment. Go out and hang out in nature. Yeah. Yeah. And keep your spirits up and, and keep your eye on the ball, man. Once you set your mind to something, go for it. Don't let anybody stop you. I agree. I really agree. And on that note, we end today's episode. But Danny, again, thank you so oh, much for being a guest. I am sure the listeners would enjoy this episode as much as I did hearing your story. I hope and so. Just feeling motivated to continue doing, you know, what I love and I'm sure what they love as well. Yeah. And um, you know what? If you ever want to reach out to somebody, I always answer my email, producer Danny at Gmail. Oh, there you go. Thank you for that, Danny. All right. No worries. <laughs>